spooky, sinister, or ghostly in a way that causes fear or unease. This is Halloween week, and we're talking about all things spooky. We're going on a Halloween rant, talking about ghosts, demons, Ouija boards, and of course, horror films. It's all coming up right now. This is The Reckless Pursuit, a podcast crafted and created to dive deep into what it looks like to be a follower of Christ in a modern day world. We span topics across the board to seek out truth and to gain a deeper understanding of one another, to find common ground and answers to life's hardest questions. We all have a story and a struggle, a calling and a conviction. Together, let's take a hard look at ourselves and effort to view what others see so we can be the best reflection of Christ possible. I'm Cody. And I'm Elaine. Now, let's get reckless. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 36. Today, we're going to do a little ranting and raving about angels, demons, scary movies, etc. In honor of Halloween. Yes, Halloween is coming up. This Wednesday, if you are listening to this, uh, the day it comes out, which is on Monday. So, Halloween is just right around the corner everywhere. Churches will be having their fall festival to stop all the kids from worshiping Satan. There will be festivities and candy and trick-or-treating and really cool costumes galore. And the streets will be filled with children if it doesn't rain, which it seems to do a lot on Halloween. Mm-hmm. So. We just had our Halloween party, too, so that was really fun. We did. We just had our Halloween party. It was a lot of fun. We made our own um, walk-through maze. Yes, in the big hayfield next door. treasure hunt. It's pretty cool. And it was a lot of fun. Everything there was a whole lot of fun. And uh, so, yeah, pretty much our ha- Halloween festivities have probably pretty much drawn to a close because now there's spider web, uh, that fake cotton spider web everywhere, and it keeps getting in our hair every time we walk around. And we're going to be ripping it down soon. And I think we have like a couple episodes of Lore and Channel Zero left. All the fun stuff to watch yeah. to get in the spooky mood. As we transition from scaring the wits out of each other to being thankful and gluttonous. And loving. And gluttonous. Yeah. Into the next uh, <laughs> holiday where we drag the tree. And... Consumerism. Yes. Woo. Seriously, this is our favorite time of year. <laughs> So we're going to talk a lot about it and kind of unpack this time of year through these next episodes, but it's seriously our favorite I'm time just of saying year. October through January 1st. January 1st. Is like the best time of the year. You got spooky season, you got turkey season, which this year, Thanksgiving, or my birthday is actually on Thanksgiving. No, Thanksgiving's on your birthday. You yes, right. <laughs> Thanksgiving is thankful for me, okay? Um, so wherever you're listening, take a moment and be thankful for Elaine while you're eating turkey and gorging yourself on dressing. Yes, because it doesn't happen every year. I'm actually, um, I was born the day before Thanksgiving because the doctor didn't want to miss Thanksgiving dinner, so he induced my mom a day early. I don't think you can still do that um, just because you want to. Um, Sure you can. You're the doctor. (laughs) If you're the doctor, you can do whatever you want. And so every couple years, I don't really know, like, I... Is I don't know if there's a specific pattern like every four there's years. There's definitely or a something. pattern. I don't remember what it is. I don't remember. It's, it's, it's more than four. It's been a minute since my birthday was on Thanksgiving, but I do remember my birthday being on Thanksgiving. And then you have Christmas and our 
second year anniversary coming up. Yeah. All and the fun holidays. Yes. So I'm, we are really excited. Yes. And in honor of Elaine's birthday, may all of your turkeys be moist instead of moist. dry as a bone, like so many Thanksgiving turkeys are. And don't blow up your house either. That's a lazy way. We, we've got, Thanksgiving is like a whole other episode. We're still on Halloween. So before we jump off into today's episode, uh, we're you're just going to hear a little bit about angels, demons, and the like and scary movies, and just some other Halloween topics that we just talk about off the top of our heads. And if you like hearing Elaine and I talk just off the top of our heads, um, and you like unfiltered, raw, maybe not the best audio quality in the world, um, that kind of thing, uh, Elaine and I are dabbling with the idea of doing a second podcast, and it would be just for our active listeners, it would probably be a Patreon type thing, uh, Called Reckless on the Road. Not Reckless Driving. We, we talked about calling it Reckless Driving, but it's, it's we probably shouldn't call it Reckless Driving. It'll be Reckless on the Road, and it'll be primarily, and there are other times, sometimes around dinner, we have really great conversation, but Elaine and I always seem to get into these super deep conversations while we're driving. And it's always while we're driving, we just start talking about the most random stuff. And then it just kind of snowballs. <laughs> yes. And like so many times we've wished we've had a recorder there to capture all of the goodness that flows out of us uh, like a runny nose on a sick child. Is That's a terrible analogy. But anyway. <laughs> Which kind of started the podcast anyway. Yes, it was. It was the start of the podcast. Not a runny nose. Not a Talking runny nose. Talking into the I feel like I have a runny nose today because I was outside all I day yesterday. Too. It's okay. <clears throat> Excuse me if I snort at you. But yeah, so we're thinking about doing that, so keep posted for that in the upcoming uh, episodes. We'll be talking about how that's all unfolding. We're, and we're still going to have guests on that, too. Yeah. So like, you'll be able to... Are we doing video or are we doing audio? I was about to say that. You interrupted okay. me. There you go. <laughs> I was about to, we're, we're, we're experimenting with the idea of doing video um, with that specific thing. Uh, we may do some video and some audio. I don't know exactly how it's all going to look, but it's going to get there. Because we're still experimenting with video, too. We've just been in a season where it's been really busy to do that. But we're getting there. It's all coming together. And we're really excited to see the direction this podcast is going. But yeah, so welcome to episode 36. That was five minutes of us ranting and raving already about our lives. And uh, here we go. Elaine, opinions on angels and demons. I believe in angels and demons. I believe in a spiritual realm, supernatural realm. Um, but I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in spirits. I don't believe in that. But I do believe that, um, you know, there's angels, there's demons, there's heaven, there's hell. There's, I feel like it's all around us. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we can't see um, the presence of those I guess you would call it spirits. Um, but there are definitely, I think especially if you have like um, the gift of discernment, especially, but I think there are instances where like, you know, if there is a dark presence or a good presence are around you and certain circumstances that you and I have both been in, we have definitely, I personally feel like I've seen more demonic circumstances yeah but, i completely agree with that but um there have been uh circumstances where we both have seen it but i think we both have 
like discernment and stuff. But that is what I believe in. I don't believe in the ghosts and the things that go bump in the night and the creepy things. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting to me what you were saying about angels. And there's a lot in the Bible you can get into. I have my Bible open. I literally have nothing. Like, I wasn't even looking at anything. I just opened my Bible and laid it on my lap. How religious is that? Um, I'm going to close that because I was looking at Ezekiel because there's, like, a lot of talk about, like, the Spirit of the Lord going to and fro. Um, you know, it's interesting. There's spirits all through the Bible. There's the possessed man that had legions of demons, enough to fill up a whole pasture full of swine and cast them into the ocean. I think that's a lot of demons. I have, um, witnessed a possession, or at least what was claimed to be a possession. Uh, once before, I watched a man bust into, like, the church doors and run up to the front screaming and cursing and blaspheming, and, uh, and like basically a bunch of people gathered around him and started praying and the service actually got canceled. We were like 15 minutes into praise and worship and the whole service got canceled and everyone kind of like walked out. And, uh, I remember later that day, um, some of us were still around there. We had uh, like after church activities. stuff. some of us went to these other rooms and so a, lot, a lot of people left, I actually had, um, practice for something that day. And I remember seeing the man later just completely look different. And I know that sounds like super, spiritual or whatever but I actually did see it happen and like part of me is like well what if this guy was a paid actor or something like that just the skeptic in me wants to think that but it looked pretty convincing at least how to old my, were you uh i was a kid so i was young it so was, were you was it like a scary experience or it was weird um my mom had to explain it to me a little bit as like the day went on because i was in a junior bible quiz so i had practice after church that day but i remember uh seeing the person later and like my mom was explaining what was happening as this man was like possessed or something like that and my mom grew up extremely pentecostal and so like she's used to seeing that her grandmother was one of those people and i I don't understand this and some people would start saying this is like dabbling into some weird stuff too she was one of those people where she would have like these weird dreams of things happening and would call the family and tell them to start praying and then like 10 minutes later, you get a phone call. There was an instance where my mom's cousin was, uh, she got a phone call, or her, my mom's, my grandmother, and my mom's mom got a phone call from her grandmother, which was my mom's mom's mom, so my great-grandmother, um, saying, be praying for so-and-so. I just had a dream they're in a terrible accident, and I need people to start praying right now. And uh, pretty much... Um, within like 15 minutes, uh, my grandmother got a call saying that her sister's um, daughter was in a really bad car accident and was on her way to the hospital. And so like just 15 minutes prior to that, my great-grandmother had just called them and said like, I feel like this is happening. And then it happened. And it, it's really weird. Like that's kind of the whole like premonition type thing. You can start going into that. Uh, which is, you know, it's interesting because when we look at premonitions from the Christian sense, it's like, oh, well, that's a word of knowledge, you know, in the Bible community. But if you look at it outside of the Christian realm of like you get these gut feelings or whatever, it's dabbling in the dark arts, you know. And so it's weird because it goes both ways. And that goes back to last episode what we were talking about is how so much of what we call 
dark magic or spooky is tapping into something that's very similar to what Christians tap into as well. It's just the power that you use to tap into it. Well, and I think it also depends on your sphere of influence. Um, Because if you do have, like we said, like the power of discernment, if you are walking with God and God, I believe that God can show you things through dreams, through just sitting randomly, you know, doing whatever you're doing, like laundry or working at, at work, like God can show you things. It That's shown in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, I've had my fair share of demonic experiences with, you know, my mom's drinking and stuff. I've seen things I can't explain. Um, a lot of people claim, like I've, I've said this before, but a lot of people claim that, uh, you know, they've been like touched by an angel or whatever. They've had these angelic encounters. I've just never had that. I've never had angelic encounters of anything. I've had demonic encounters. I've had, um, I think I've shared this on the podcast, but like I used to have voices in my head when I was a kid and my parents used to get mad because I would mumble when I ate, but it was just me trying to fight these voices in my head or repeating things. I didn't know what I was saying. And I would used to close my eyes and see these like very demonic faces staring back at me. Uh, I had a phobia of going to sleep in strange place, places because I would see these, um, at times between that and just some family drama, it drove me to like want to commit suicide, uh, which drove me to, um, I guess what you would say, like, uh, I guess, uh, in the last couple episodes we were doing the deconstruction, they would almost call it a more of a mystical experience, I guess, where I encountered God on a very intimate level. It was a very real encounter of God where I pretty much told God he had five seconds to change my mind and I passed out and woke up in the floor with a knife across the room. It was pretty cool. Very dramatic. I mean, because like when you think about it, it's very dramatic, but it was very real to me. So I've definitely encountered God, like not saying that, but most of my encounters with God were driven through very demonic encounters. Um, And that's just been like the reality of it. But I want to take a minute and talk about what even is a demon? Because I think a lot of times, you know, the Catholics do this well. And there's a fine line, you know, Catholics have, you know, uh, demonology, they're very, like, they have a lot to do with that, what demons are, what demons do, um, where angels come from, all the different, like, things that, honestly, uh, we just kind of really fail at talking about in, like, Protestant Christianity, And I think there's a balance. I think you get obsessed with that. I had a really good friend of mine. I got really into demonology around the same time that I was kind of into witchcraft. And like I said, I never saw myself as not a Christian whenever I dabbled in those things. I just found them interesting. And I was sitting around playing a board game with a bunch of friends, and I was talking about this stuff. And one of the people actually stopped me, my friend, and he said, uh, just be careful because sometimes you can put so much... um, focus on things that seem godly to know about, but you take your emphasis off of God. And that hit me really hard uh, because in Ezekiel, it actually kind of talks about that a little bit where it's going on to describe these angelic beings. And then it says, it just kind of stops abruptly and is like, but those are things we don't need to focus on. And it just completely derails and looks back to God. And so, like, there's nothing wrong with thinking about these things and trying to understand, but there are some things that are just outside of our realm of understanding. And it's kind of like you were saying a second ago, Elaine, you were talking about how there's things all around us. And I've always kind of viewed my spiritual walk 
is like a bridge between two realities. If you want to take it scientifically, you know, quantum physics believes in pocket universes and in universes that are literally parallel to us right now. We can't see them, but they exist right next to us. When you look throughout the Bible and you feel like the presence of God or the presence of a demonic spirit or the presence of an angel, you can kind of almost understand it if you group it into like scientific terms of before we had a Geiger counter, there was no way to understand radiation. It was something that caused a physical reaction to our bodies. It was around us everywhere uh, to some degree from the sun. It was elevated in certain areas by certain minerals. Uh, but it was not able to be read. You know, we didn't understand what it was. It, it was unquantifiable. Uh, it was outside of the realm of our understanding until we developed a meter that was able to read the ions, the, the, the charged ions, to understand what it is. I often view when it talks about the presence of the Lord or the presence of these entities, you know, the same way. There is a presence around us that exists on an undistinguishable uh, level unless you're tapped into that side of who you are to be able to feel it, to be able to read it. I think it's interesting that throughout the Bible they talk about all these different encounters with different things and whenever you look at it in the sense of like there is in science the, like our modern science understands this is beginning to understand this now what the bible's been saying there there are parallel parallel universes parallel um dimensions all around us and humans being that we're created in the image of god that we're created in his likeness we're a bridge uh to use a metaphor if you've ever watched um either avatar the last airbender or The Legend of Korra, which I love that animation, by the way. Um, I kind of like to tap into that a little bit. I know this is like super cheesy and that falls not really in Christianity at all, but like it's not even their primary religion, etc. But they're kind of like the bridge between like this spiritual force and reality. And I kind of view Christians that way in the sense of like humanity is the only... Um, like the only creature that exists both in the spiritual and in the physical. And so many times we're caught up in what we can see, you know, the senses can see, but we don't allow ourselves to branch out and feel the mystical side of who we are, the, the other side of creation, you know, because there's this whole other section to creation separate from just what we can see. And when we allow ourselves to open, um, that kind of goes back to meditation. It goes back to being quiet with the Lord, getting alone, allowing the thoughts to filter through to be able to feel something else. And I know I've had some insane experiences whenever I just sat and got alone, just deep um, visions and, and just this intimate time of understanding me on a deeper level and the world around me on a deeper level whenever I allowed... Uh, God to flow through those moments and cut out all of the nonsense. And I think, you know, going back to Buddhism, they do it so well there of being able to just shut out the world and understand things on a more intimate level. Like I said, they may not be tapping into uh, the same thing that Christians are tapping into, but in a sense they are. It's all the same. It's just kind of interwoven.
And so, um, do you think that meditation opens doors, opens the door to the spiritual realm, understanding the spiritual realm? Yes, I do. Uh, I completely think meditation opens up a door. Well, okay, let me rephrase that. I think meditation is, how do I want to phrase this? I think meditation is the equivalent of pulling the key out of the pocket and putting it in the door and unlocking it so you can open it up, if that makes sense. Like, it unlocks the door that you desire to go through. Now, that being said, a lot of times in spooky folklore and uh, ghost stories, you hear things like, the Ouija board opens the door to the devil and stuff like that. Okay, what door are you trying to open, right? If you are a Christian who meditates, which is in the Bible, we have a whole episode about it. It's in the Bible. Meditate on his precepts. Meditate on the word daily. If you are thinking about those things, if you sit down, shut up, cut out the world around you, and focus in on God, focus in on Jesus, focus in on understanding the world around you better, then that's the door you're opening up. You're opening up an understanding to creation and to God's point of view. Now, if you sit down and you're trying to conjure up demons or whatever, I don't know what kind of doors you're open. I don't know. I'm just, it's not, you know, I can say whenever I was into like more of the witchcraft side of stuff and everything, like I said, I still saw myself as a Christian, but it was out of selfish ambition. I was trying to do these things. And I can definitely say a lot of that baggage that I had from a child, like the voices and all those things started coming back. And it wasn't like I wanted that back, but it was a door I was opening because I was opening up a selfish door. I was trying to go through a selfish path. And I completely believe that that was opening the wrong door. Now, like I said, if there's a wrong door, there's a right door. And if you're trying to push closer to God, you know, if you look at life as an infinite number of chambers going in every direction, if you're picking the one that pulls you closer to God, then that's the doors you're going through is you get closer to God. Each room is closer. Each room is more in-depth. Each room goes deeper and wider in his presence versus, you know, maybe a selfish ambition or a dark ambition or something like that. And so do you think that playing around with a Ouija board or making a makeshift Ouija board opens up doors? Okay, so this is a loaded question, and I actually was going to ask you the same <laughs> thing. Um, oh, we can ask each other. So well, I was going to ask you something similar. Ouija boards are just a piece of wood with a bunch of letters and stuff painted on it. It's just a piece of like a wood. In the same way that burning sage in a house is just burning sage. The same way that a pentagram is just an upside down uh, star with a circle around it. The big thing is the intent. It goes back to what I was just saying is your meditation so there's an interesting thing about Ouija boards, um, how they even work, because there's no batteries, there's no magnets, there's nothing like that. It's just a, a what is a planchette, which is like a little triangle with a with a marble in the middle. Basically, I always thought it was a magnifying glass. I don't know. I've never. I don't, it may not I've even never, have a marble. I've never messed with I've one never. either. But uh, it's basically just this little triangle that you put your fingers on, and it's got a board, and you ask questions. Well, so the way 
like the scientific explanation to how a Ouija board, a Luigi board, Luigi board, <laughs> a Ouija, a Ouija board, uh, yeah, a Wigga board. Um, the scientific method to how a Ouija board, um, or Ouija board operates is called the uh, idiomotor effect. And so it's basically the same thing of whenever you have like these hypnic jerks, like you feel like you're falling or you jerk awake because you feel like you're falling or you're driving, the sun hits your eye a certain way and you jerk because you like think something's hitting you or something. It's the same thing. And it's influenced primarily by your thoughts. So if you are thinking, um, if uh, Uncle Billy Bob is wanting to contact you from the grave and you ask, hey, is this Uncle Billy Bob? You're the idiomotor effect naturally makes your hand lean or push yeah subconsciously to yes or to no and it's a really clever parlor trick because your brain is going to go where it wants to hear if you are doing it expecting to hear spooky things spooky things are going to get spelled out Mm -hmm. and going to be seen um it's just part of it well, now, and if you have like a natural fear to it, it's even more so it's going to spell out fearful right. things. So do I think it opens doors? Absolutely not. I think if you go, if a Christian were to sit down who is like fearfully and wonderfully made in the eyes of the Lord, if a Christian sits down and decides I'm going to play with the wigga board, <laughs> guys, it's a running joke with me and Elaine to make fun of this based on a YouTube video of all these people misspelling Ouija board, by the way. So uh, if if you or I were to sit down, I don't think like our house is going to get flooded with demons and all that. Like that's just a bunch of nonsense. But I know that people have recorded them like playing around and then nothing really happened. They went to sleep and then it caught on fire. That actually happened to my mother. Um, so my mom and her friend, her friend was a pastor's daughter. And the pastor actually bought them one. It was back whenever they weren't really like super scary or anything. No one really like, you know, this was the what early 70s, probably mom was born in 64. So, yeah, they were kids. So, yeah, early 70s or so. And they bought they had a Ouija board and they were playing with it. And they asked it if it was evil and it spelled out uh, evil. And then they put it in the thing and put it back in the box and threw it in the closet because they were scared of it. And later on, the smoke alarm went off in the house, and the guy, the pastor, uh, the guy's, or the girl's um, dad, who was the pastor, went into her room, opened her closet where the smoke was coming from, and the box was on fire. Mind you, there's no batteries or anything in this thing, so they threw it out in the yard and sprayed it with a water hose and tossed it in the trash. So, I mean, it did catch on fire, according to my mother's story, you know, and like I said, that's her story, so I, I can't. I wasn't there. I can't vouch that it actually happened, but my mom wasn't normally one to lie about stories like that. So what do you think happened? Or how, what do you think happens? I think it goes back to your motive. It goes back to your sphere of influence. It goes back to um, if you are a fearful person or not. I think that... You know, part of me has secretly always wanted to mess around with it just to see, like, what all the hype is about. Mm-hmm. I get you. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, no, what? I, I don't want to accidentally open a door. And then I'm like, well, I shouldn't be afraid. Like, if, you know, I'm not supposed to be created to fear things. Like, I have, you know, God's strength and stuff within me. And so I'm like, well, it's whatever. It's not going to do anything. I don't know if it opens 
a door or not. I don't know if you're inviting Satan into your house. Like, I don't, I don't know that. Um, but I will say, I think if you are prone to having fear and anxiety and depressing thoughts and stuff like that, I think that you probably shouldn't play around with the Ouija board. Well, and to go from like a scientific approach from that is if you're prone to having depression, if you're prone to being fearful, if you're prone to having these like these thoughts that are not positive, uplifting, encouraging, Caleb. Yeah. If you're not uh, prone to having these thoughts of, you know, good things and you're messing with this, maybe you already have spiritual hurt or you're fearful of like some of these darker things. And you go and mess with these things. The idiomotor effect is naturally going to push you to those darker uh, spellings and and uh, arrangements on the board anyway, and it's just going to elevate that because even if you know, like subconsciously, like I know what's going on, it's a subconscious motor reaction of your body, and you are going to push it to those things. And I just got to say this: I think that uh, I know. Uh, Ouija boards go way back before Hasbro was a thing, but the dark lore surrounding Ouija boards probably makes Hasbro so much money because Mm -hmm. uh, they own the rights to it as far as I know. Um, I know they're the ones that sell the name brand Ouija board. Yeah, there's also a Stranger Things version. There's like every creepy thing version of Ouija board. Um. And the weird thing is you can literally paint one on a piece of wood. It's not like it's anything special. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, I mean, in a weird way, like Stranger Things with the lights on the wall is kind of a Ouija board. Our Halloween party, Yeah, we we have have a wall, a Stranger Things wall that has the Christmas lights in the alphabet that we take pictures of. Vintage Christmas lights. Yes. Lim lights been around since I was a kid. Yes. And like we take pictures around it. So... I don't know if we have a Ouija board or not. We got a Ouija board <laughs> hanging up in our house. All heck. Only during October, though. Right. Only during spooky season. And it's never caused me any harm. Nope. Just saying. Nope. Um, we, we put it in our trunk or tree one time. At church. <laughs> at church. That's okay. Nobody knew what it was. Uh, now, that, yeah, that was now the year Stranger knows, Things came yeah, out. Yeah, I was going to say everyone that knows That was the year I was now. at Demogorgon. That was a good year. But, um, and so, yeah, going back to that, if you are prone to that kind of stuff, I don't think that you should mess around with that kind of stuff in the same way. I don't think you should watch scary movies. I agree. And that, that goes into that too, because I know we want to talk about scary movies. What are your opinion, opinions of scary movies? Because I know you love scary movies. I so. think, again, going back to motive and sphere of influence and fear, I'm not a typically fearful person. Um, I, whenever I was a kid, I remember when the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie came out Mm -hmm. and all the skeletons like terrified me and, um, like I didn't want to watch it. Like, I think I even remember crying watching it because I was just so scared of these skeletons. Mm -hmm. Um, and then sometime after that, I think like my dad hid in my closet for for some reason or something or like jumped out at me, scared me um, in my bedroom when the light was off or something like that. And something clicked and I was like, oh, like it's just my dad. Mm -hmm. Like he's just being fun. And then um, I grew up on watching Disney Channel and Nickelodeon and Disney Channel used to have like this 
um, commercial thing where they would like interview, like these kids would interview the directors and the actors and people involved with different Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean is a Disney movie. And so they had this behind the scenes commercial of like how they made the skeleton costumes of the prosthetics and the makeup and all that stuff. And I was, just, and then something else clicked and I was just like, this isn't scary. Like this right. is fake. This is makeup. This is costumes. Like this stuff can't hurt me. Like this stuff isn't even real. This isn't even a real skeleton in this movie. And ever since then, I have not been afraid of a scary movie. Yeah. Um, even like the spiritual demonic ones, like they don't bother me. I've seen a couple of them. I don't actively go out and pursue all of them. Um, especially like at night, because like I said, I'm not a fearful person, but I will say there is like I can control I have pretty good control of my thoughts during the day but when I'm in my dream state I don't really have full control over that Mm -hmm. a lot of times and if I watch a scary movie or something creepy or whatever at night I instantly have to watch like dog memes dog videos or like a funny (laughs) like watch an episode of Bear Bears like yeah I straight up had a dream last night that I had to rescue a puppy from a fire did you rescue it it had burns. But, but you it, rescued it. It was live. Okay, then that's a good dream. We saved the puppy. <laughs> but like, and so I can't, sometimes I'm not able to control my dreams. I don't want to have nightmares and wake up sweating in the middle of the night. That's just not fun to me. That's my life. <laughs> but for different reasons. I just always wake up sweating. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. But, um, and so like, I go, I have the perspective of that's fake, that's makeup, that's prosthetics that's fat suits that's you know tissue like weird kleenex things that they made look like blood stuff like that and i just have always been interested more so in the psychological Mm -hmm. horror films like psycho Um, my mom whenever i grew up she didn't really want us watching demonic stuff because she didn't want um to open up doors just you know based on stuff that she had been through before but i remember her sitting me down saying, hey, let's watch Psycho. And it's not really, like, it's not gory. Like, you weren't allowed to show that kind of stuff back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the psychological thrillers, like, I'm very, my degree is in psychology. I really like those kinds of movies. Um, but for me, like, scary movies don't open mm-hmm. doors. They don't cause me yeah. any harm. Yeah, so whenever I was growing up, I never really watched a lot of scary movies. It's weird. My mom loved scary movies. But uh, she didn't, I guess she didn't like more of the demonic ones and stuff like that. I remember watching Jeepers Creepers as a kid. It was actually Jeepers Creepers 2. And like, it didn't mess with me at the time. But when I went to bed that night, like I was really scared and like I didn't sleep really well. And uh, my mom used to, like I said, my mom grew up very traditional Pentecostal, like Whenever my mom was younger, her hair was like down to her kneecaps and she like she wasn't like this as like we got older or whatever, but she had extremely long hair, wasn't allowed to wear makeup, wasn't allowed to wear pants, watched, uh, didn't have a TV in their house. Like they were very traditional Pentecostal. That's how my great grandmother was, uh, the one that had the premonitions, I guess you could say. But she had this weird stigma against the devil and she used to tell me like, don't let the devil... Uh, hear you talking about him because he'll come after you. You know, like, don't get caught talking about the devil because he'll he'll make sure to show up. And, you know, as I got older, I realized, like, 
that's such a fearful stance against something. Like, why? Who cares? Like, he's not. He has no authority. Let like, him show up. Like, watch me. Right. I mean, it's just it's kind of <laughs> silly. Like, there's nothing he can do. He's powerless. If you believe you are a Christian, if you believe that, then like he's powerless against you anyway. And from a psychological standpoint, like, why take a mentality of fear uh, over a mentality of faith? Because then everything you do, you're going to start pinning it back to that. And if there's something I've learned in life, uh, most of life isn't even the devil's problem. It's just people. You know, we blame so much on the devil, but no, it's just people suck. You know, like we're humans. We all make really stupid choices. And most of the time, it ain't the devil at all. And if you're scared of the devil, then you're going to start chalking things up to that. But... Um, I was kind of more nervous to watch those scary movies when I was younger because I'd even into like my like teenage years because I didn't want to start having them thoughts of the devil or whatever because I didn't want to give him power. As I've gotten older, I realized like I'm not giving him any power. Like he has no, I don't give a crap. Like you know, like that doesn't whatever doesn't bother you. Yeah, like. but there's a lot of people that does, and if mm-hmm. it does bother you, if you're not to that place yet, if you're if you're trying to get to that place, I encourage you like get to that place. Like you have nothing to fear, but if you aren't to that place, take time. Don't overdo it, you know? Like, go and, and be and and just stay away from those things. It's okay. But you don't have to watch scary movies. Yeah, like, like, you're not missing out on anything. I mean, to me, you are. Like, they're pretty cool. But, like, if it bothers you, then no. Like, don't do it. Like, I've been in that place. You know, I have a very... I've, it's, um, I've grown up. Um, his daughter and I were extremely close all through... Uh, like pretty much our whole lives we've known each other since we were one so I've been around this man like my whole life he's a great friend and he's kind of a mentor to me in life and and he uh actively recalls whenever he went and watched he does not watch scary movies to this day they're just not his cup of tea and he actively remembers when he went and saw the very first exorcist movie which apparently messed a lot of people up I was going to say um a lot of people um, whenever they watched the, I don't remember if it was a trailer or the beginning or something, but it had something to do with that movie. And I know a lot of people left like throwing up. Yeah. And I, it was really messed up. And of course now to us with like the realm of CGI and how far we push the boundaries, like that movie probably looks kind of cheesy to a lot of us, but at the time, like it was very, very realistic. Well, and I know that like it really bothered my mom Yeah, when she watched it. But all I know is, like, this grown man who is, like, like he's, like, t- like towers over most people in height. His voice is as baritone as it gets, like, deep, masculine person, right? Saw this movie as a younger man and had to sleep with the lights on for a week. And until he could finally, like, straighten it out in his mind that this is not something he has to be fearful of. And that's no way to live. If something brings you to that much terror, don't do it. Don't you know, he made the decision. <laughs> he made the decision at that moment that like scary movies were not his thing. That's mm-hmm. okay. They don't affect me the same way, but uh, I know they affect people that way. So don't do it. Well, and I think a big thing specifically with The Exorcist is that I have not watched it all the way through, but I have seen pieces of it. Um, and they are very vulgar because you have a little girl mm. who is possessed and there's she makes some remarks against God 
Yeah. And that is the problem that I have with, you know, um, like you have a little kid and even though technically the person who voiced her in those moments wasn't even Isn't her. she like a devout Christian now? Yeah, she, and like I think does she's like a strong work? like Catholic person. That's kind of cool. And like tells people. So random. Yeah, because like a lot of people have asked her like if that movie bothered her and she's like, no, it strengthened my faith. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, and so like that is the issue that I have is like when you're like degrading God and when you're like saying grotesque things about mm-hmm. god that's where i draw the line but like movies like freddy krueger and all that stuff like that's not that doesn't i hate that movie so much why it's just annoying he looks like pizza face i don't know like he annoys me a lot of those old slasher films annoy me though i think the only one i ever really liked was uh halloween see i've never seen i've seen pieces of that movie i don't like the jason movies i don't, I don't like those I don't like any of those. But Michael Myers is just so like blank. <laughs> he's so shallant. He's like, I'm gonna walk up in your house and stab you. That's it. Like, there's no expression. Like, he's just like everywhere. He, that's what the one thing about that movie that I've always found was hilarious. It's like you turn around and he's just chilling, walking down the middle of the road. And then he's just like chilling, walking into your house. And then he's there. He's never like running after anyone. He's never like in hot pursuit, hiding in the bushes. He's always just like, I'm standing here. I'm standing over there now. I'm a cute. I'm standing next to your bed. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Why are we ranting? I told y'all guys, this is a very like <laughs> rant and rave. This isn't organized today. This is very much like what our videos and such will be more. And if you did not know, his Michael Myers face, his mask is actually a, was it painted version or yeah, like a, it's a painted version modeled after uh captain kirk yes i think it's actually a kid's mask that was sold there was like a latex mask of captain kirk and they just took it and painted it mm-hmm. yep there's so, some little halloween trivia so yeah. if you have not gone to a halloween party yet and you are planning on doing something that is your go-to trivia yes. right there go there to you go. did you there know you, you will know that. of the day you will know that after listening to this episode. And candy corn is the second most popular Halloween candy. Yes. So there's your random facts. But yeah, to tie it all back in, angels, demons, those things, sure, in my opinion, they do exist. Uh, I believe that we are capable of tapping into things. I believe that all that is true. I think it's just our motive in our heart. And you have to realize, like, if those things cause you anxiety, sure, stay away from them. There's nothing wrong with that. But realize that like there's no reason for those things to cause you any harm anxiety they don't have because power over they, you. yeah there's no power over that the power of the mind is a real thing it's a very real thing and it has you know kind of like the whole sixth sense we don't understand it yet but there is a legitimate sense that whenever someone is staring at you across the room you know that's a legitimate thing we can't understand it but it's real it's a it's a real it's a proven thing that happens Yawning, it's a real psychological thing when someone yawns in a room. Even if you don't see them or hear them, other people will yawn as well. Don't know how yawns are contagious, but they are. We don't understand it. There are things around us. There are these other forces around us we don't understand. The Bible talks about them a lot. They put it into spiritual terms, but those spiritual terms have scientific terms too because science is just the understanding of creation, if you want to look at it that way. They go hand in hand. And there is that 
parallel dimension right next to us, that energy that, that you know, uh, kind of similar back to the radiation analogy I used earlier, that it's around us, and we are the Geiger counter to that presence. We have the ability to feel it out. Um, I think kids are super susceptible to that kind of stuff because they're so innocent, they're so open-minded. As we get older, we start to close ourselves off to those things, but that doesn't mean we have to be. And these spiritual, mystic, whatever you want to call them, encounters are around us and waiting. And we can tap into very interesting things, just like witches and stuff do the same thing, tapping into these presents. Christians do it too. It's all the same force. It's all the same. Um, it's kind of, to me, it's like a river that runs underground. We're walking over here on the surface and all along there's this powerful river running underground and you can tap into it uh, if you want to. The thing is, um, your motive behind it judges kind of what the reason kind of going back to the Ouija board like are you opening good doors or bad doors with it it's given to us it's a God-given gift it's it's in creation to have these words of knowledge discernment uh, all of these different gifts of the spirit as the Bible kind of refers to them as are there um, Moses turning his or I guess Moses turning Aaron's rod into a serpent uh, parting of the Red Sea um, the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Um, all these different encounters throughout the Bible. It's all that same force. It's a God-given force. It's all faith, but God gives it to us to use for us to understand the spiritual side of things, that other dimension that runs next to us. And we shouldn't be fearful of it. We also shouldn't obsess over it. We shouldn't obsess over angels and demons and stuff like that because it's a dark rabbit hole you can get down. You can almost get into the worship of such a thing mm -hmm. by how much time you can throw at it. But It's okay to ask questions and be um, insightful about it. But at the same time, like the spiritual realm is a strong force. And if you do not know what you are tapping in, it can be... A very scary thing, a yeah. very powerful thing. Yep. So go explore, visit them uncharted areas, map it out. Just remember, you know, whose name you're going in. Just remember what your pursuit is and go recklessly and boldly into the great unknown. Happy Halloween. Yep. Have a howl of a time out there getting all the candy. And make sure to check it to make sure it's not poisoned because you know how them peoples is and all out there poisoning candy. Just another random fact, no kid has ever died on record to this day from poisoned candy. I know at um, one point there was speculation because a lot of kids had got like sick um, in a neighborhood, but it was not due to candy. They later found out it yep. was due to like whatever, yeah. food or something. No kids have ever got very sick or died from poison candy ever. So, eat your candy. Enjoy your candy. Don't get crazy, though, because it's not healthy for you. So, exercise as well. Okay, well, I'm done ranting. Okay, guys, you can find us on Facebook, The Reckless Community. Links below. Go find us. Go say hi. Chill out. Uh, yeah, start a conversation. All Share that fun stuff. your um, Halloween costume. Yeah, send us we pictures want of to your Halloween see costumes. What you are this year. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, also, yes, we have a website, therecklesspursuit.com. 
you can drop us a voicemail, send us an email, say hi there. That has all of our episodes. All of our blog posts are up there too. Elaine does an awesome job writing these very insightful blog posts because she's a very gifted writer and she spends a lot of time doing that. Keep an open ear for the uh, Reckless on the Road. Is that what we call it? Yeah, Reckless on the Road. Um, Because that is going to be coming at you before too long. And uh, yeah, there's going to be opportunities to get in on that at the ground level and hear more conversations kind of like this because this is more rant and raving. We're talking more directly to you in this. Uh, We're going to really just kind of record and it'll be straight up meaning lane talking at each other instead of talking to our distant listeners who or tuning in um, around the world to this. So, but it'll be really cool. It'll be kind of like a inside ear to Money Lane's life. And it may just get weird. I don't know. And but, Doppler will make a guest appearance. Oh, yeah. Doppler will be in like everything. Doppler's our dog. He randomly butts in. You may hear him tapping around or huffing as we call it. Say we try to edit it out. Yeah. <laughs> he loves to like bombard us while we're recording podcasts because he likes attention. He's a husky and he's a handful. Guys, come find us. Say hi. We love y'all. Thank you for listening. Um, Be sure to share this along to your friends. Uh, Maybe you want to share a more organized episode. That's cool. We have like a really organized Halloween episode before this. We have a really great um, two-part series uh, a few episodes back. Episode 34. No, 33 and 34. Right. Yeah, this is 36. Yeah, episode 33 and 34, they're really good. Um, they're on Deconstructing Christianity. They're fantastic. There's a lot of great voices. If you hadn't listened to those, go back and find them. And as always, be brave. Be bold. And be reckless. We'll talk soon. Happy Halloween. Well, I can't get it to stop recording. <laughs> stop! There's our end. <laughs> our outro. I guess my keyboard just decided it doesn't want to work anymore.